the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. I had my microphone on the whole time. Oh, good. So hopefully you heard Bradley singing song. and I didn't say anything stupid. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here with us. Well, Diana, Princess, Princess of Diana, Wales. Princess of Wales, uh, the late Diana, uh, one of her dresses was up for auction and it just sold for 11 times the estimated price. Wow. That's huge. 1.15 million. Wow, for one dress. That's crazy. What's the dress? The dress. Would we know this dress? Probably not. It doesn't have any attachment to something like the revenge dress or anything like that. But it is, um, it has a black velvet bodice. It has embroidered stars and metallic thread on the top of it. And then it has... A uh, blue organza skirt with a sash and bow. I would say it's more of a purple than blue. Okay. And it's the ballerina skirt dress. So. Oh yes, this this is a very. I feel like we've seen this dress before. No. Um, I think so. Actually, the dress was once owned by People, not People of the World. People magazine. What. They purchased purchased it for twenty six thousand four hundred and fifty wow. at Christie's. How random. Yes, um, and that was actually held shortly before her tragic death. So they bought the the dress when it was up for auction before she passed. Now, they loaned it to Kensington Palace for a fashion rules exhibit in 2013. It's a beautiful dress. I will say, too, if you don't look at the People magazine photo, I, I Googled it independently of that article. It looks blue. The The people, okay. for some reason, that's like a they've got a color problem because it looks purple in that People magazine. Yeah, article, it really does. But yeah. it's not when you look at the auction. <clears throat> and this is by a British designer, uh, Moroccan British designer, and his name is Jacques Azaguri. She actually has worn five different dresses by the same designer and um those other ones are sold to a private collector in LA for an undisclosed sum so we have no and idea we, who bought this yeah we don't know who bought this dress but i would think that it is the owner of the other dresses that's just my i don't know that for sure but if you owned other dresses by the same designer that um that diana wore that would be, I would be there. Wait, so I'd did be people, on the phone. Was people selling the dress? No, I'm pretty sure it changed hands in between then and now. Um, but I am Well, not... I'm curious. The reason I ask is because according to this article, they bought it for like 26000 Right. I'm like, what did they sell it for? I wonder. Yeah. Like, did they make a fat stash? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I could look. I'm, what's <clears throat> no, interesting fine, about I'm... these dresses is that, like, a lot of them have a whole Wikipedia page. Oh, I'm sure. For it. And especially, like, if you want to know all about, it was super interesting about her wedding dress and how it was such a big secret. Um, that should just be, there should be a Netflix special, a documentary just about her dresses. Yeah. You no, know? there absolutely I mean, should. Be... I mean, there have been exhibits, right? Like, there was one even mm-hmm. at the Mall of America not too long ago that had different the different dresses that would be many of the iconic dresses um that would be super interesting to see um and then it looks like you know this is the top so this has now taken the top spot 
for most expensive. So this is set a record as the most expensive Diana Diana dress to be sold. Yes. Um, And she first wore it during a 1985 visit to Italy. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm wondering if these are increasing in price because they're, you know, they're, they're becoming more rare, I would say, because eventually, you know, they're going to be all sold. Um, I kind of wish that there was just a big museum that they were all in, but you know, that's just me being selfish. Yeah. I think it just depends on the market. And I would say right now the market is super hot for Diana because of course, um, you know, I think with renewed interest from the crown, which is no small thing and really truly things are only worth what the market is going to pay for them. And Mm -hmm. I imagine that textiles overall, because, you know, I've watched a lot of uh, antiques roadshow. Clearly Mm -hmm. I know things. Um, But I've heard people say in the past that uh, textile uh, markets are not like people, furniture and textiles, people don't always want to pay a lot of money for because they're kind of awkward pieces to house and maintain. And like, Mm -hmm. you can't just, it's not jewelry you can show off in a certain way, artwork you can hang on a wall. You really have to be a dedicated or a niche collector to want to collect these gowns because you're going to have to, like display them in unique ways regardless my point is to just say that i imagine the renewed interest from diana more than anything else perhaps boosted a little bit and because it is so rare for these uh, dresses to come up for auction that that also would have uh, increased the price definitely and to preserve it you know whenever you preserve your wedding dress that it goes you know it's so that it won't fall apart eventually it is sealed and you know and you can have your wedding dress sealed Uh, if you don't it can be subjected to damage just because of humidity so really if they wanted to preserve the integrity of the dress they would have to do something like that and then that's not very fun to look at like there's a little window that you can look at your wedding dress um through but yeah you're right it's just it's something that isn't easily easy to display. Like you can't really wear it. I guess you can if you're like Kim Kardashian. You would just take it out of the closet. Yeah, if but you're then going you would Starbucks. be doing a disservice to both the dress and your reputation. Yeah, Don't well. even get me started <laughs> because it changes the provenance of the of the gown. But whatever, that's just my own uh, annoyance. Um, it is a beautiful dress, though, and they certainly could put a lot of these dresses on display, as they have been in the past. I mean, this People article shows that they lent this particular dress as part of a display at Kensington Palace back in 2013. Mm-hmm. So uh, regardless of the owner, hopefully they will allow it to be shown in public on occasion, because I do think people are ultimately fascinated and continue to be with her. And it's an entry point for that period of style, that period of roy- royal life, that period of... You know, women's fashion. Like, there's so many, like, overlapping interests, I would imagine, for a piece like this. Yes, absolutely. And it definitely is tied in with the crown. You know, when they're talking about this dress in other articles, like the Times, they're saying that the renewed interest in her life, you know, the final season is being aired. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the episodes devoted them to, well... They definitely worked hard, the costume designers, to recreate these dresses and these moments where we saw her. Yeah. You know, and so that definitely bring drives up the price, I'm sure, and the interest in this. It is gorgeous. It's just, 
She looks gorgeous in this dress. Oh, gosh. I do have some answers to your questions, oh, good. Bradley. Because uh, I was had the same questions. I was trying to figure this out. It sounds like uh, when they made the purchase, uh, People. So People must be owned by Time, Inc. Sure. Time, okay, so Time, Sounds Inc. purchased it for $26,450. They then donated it to the New York Historical Society in 2015. Mm. Oh, so okay. I don't know at which point from 2015 it went back into private. And then the historical society was like, hey, we I, need some money. Yeah. I'd like to make I some mean, money on yeah. this dress. So that's how it uh, left I the just, hands of people. It's kind of that thing of like realtor.com. I want to see how much they made on the mm-hmm. last sale of it. Yes. So somebody out there made fat stacks because, you know, if it was selling for around 20 some thousand and now it's well over a million, somebody just mm-hmm. made a lot of money and I don't imagine they're going to sell it anytime soon because no. they're not going to make that Right. Price Private. for it again, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, she was the first one to auction off her dresses. She, just months before she died, um, she cleaned out her closet and she sold 79 dresses in New York and donated $3.25 million to charity. Mm. So, of course, Diana did that. So Always an amazing human. Anytime How- those come up for sale, I always like to talk about it just because I feel like one day there won't be any left. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, either of you any further along in the crown? Yeah, midway no. through season five. We're almost wrapping up season five. All right. Are I you watch- not going to watch the the final season until you get there? Well, yeah, you would. No, yeah, because we're only a few episodes yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. To the listener, we've all been kind of on our independent journeys with this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike and his wife, Sarah, are watching it for the first time. Don, where are you guys at? Um, We... MC doesn't watch it. Oh, he doesn't watch no, it. No, he doesn't. Okay. I started to watch it and watch 20 minutes. Well, yeah. Unknowingly Since then, of you, season one, episode one. You and Alexis both, by the way, because there's <laughs> currently uh, a promo running yeah. where Alexis realizes, yeah. like you did, that she watched it. Well, I think she actually made She it watched a lot three further. episodes yeah. and they told her on the air that yeah. she was watching the wrong season. Yeah. So I told Jason... Hey, just so you know, we talked about this. I did the same thing. So he played that for them where I'm like, I realized. So, but Alexis didn't know until they said, hey, I yeah. think you're watching the wrong. So you're is, not, you haven't done anything since then. No, it made me so mad that I wasted my time. <laughs> All right. I got to get so over now it. now she's taking it out on the show. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Peter Morgan. Hey, when we come back, Dawn's got a story about Emily Ratajkowski oh, getting God. denied comp seats. To a big sports game. I'm very curious where this is going to go. When we come back right here on... Welcome back to the show, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Um, I've had a lot of Christmas cookies, so I'm stuttering. We have to talk about... <laughs> How many celebrities? cookies have you had? Mm, I mean... What, what I don't think you've had that many cookies. Look like at half a left. dozen. Look at what's left on my plate. Oh, girl, you've eaten half. Okay. You're good. Um, I just finished all of Alexis's sugar cookie. Very it's good. really good. I will say I do love a soft sugar cookie, but hers were crisp, and they were actually, I quite enjoyed them. They were really good. It made me, I had forgotten how much I like a good sugar yeah. cookie. Yeah. Really. And you kind of stank talked it a little bit. I'm just trying to have fun. Mm. <laughs> okay. We have to talk about <laughs> Mrata, as people like to call her. Emily Ratajkowski. Yes. And um, Arena Shake. This story has many layers to it. Okay. All right. So she was seen at a game, a Knicks game, um, with Irina Shake at Madison Square Garden. And this was a real nail biter, as they call them. Um, This was against Miami. 
they came back from a 21-point deficit to beat the Heat 100-98. to So, in the last couple minutes of the game, I mean, it just kept getting better and better for them, but they left with two minutes left. Oh, Emily Ratajkowski and her partner left? And Irina Shake. They left. And so now, the tickets that usually are comped, insiders told Page Six that... Madison Square Garden said you have to pay for seats now because what? you left the game. They were comped seats because oh, she's so a celebrity. They, because that they left early. They're they like, left. ma'am, you didn't fulfill your part of the deal. And I'm sorry, but if you give somebody comp tickets, but there's everyone no expectation. saw them leave early to a very, very like the best game of the season, and they just get up and leave. Yeah. Now they say that they left. Because of a child care issue. Oh, well, that seems plausible. But then they posted pics from the bowels of Madison Square Garden in front of a forklift that people say they're like lounging and showing off their outfits and they're doing a modeling session downstairs in the bowels. (laughs) So they weren't actually doing any child care. I don't think so. They said that then people are like, um, but... The only way you can get to that area of Madison Square Garden is on the exit way out. If you're someone special and you get to go underneath to get out. Yeah. So your lie isn't working. Yeah. Well, I would not be surprised if privileged celebrities behaved like privileged celebrities. It is, I would say, really frustrating when I can't think of because I don't go to sporting events. So the only thing I can equate this to is like going to the theater. When people bolt during the last number because they're like, oh, I want to beat traffic. And I'm like, but you've (laughs) just revealed that you are not a theater lover. You care more about getting out of a parking garage. Because that's fine. You know, like if if you're not a big theater goer, but like, or if maybe the show was like not your favorite. I just think it's like highly disrespectful to go flying down because, you know, people will just like run down the aisle and you're like, dude, do you want to stand up and give them a stand, make clap for the actors? If you're going to do that, leave during intermission because then no one's the wiser. You're not making like a public statement. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the only thing I can equate it to. Is, yes. And I don't know what sports etiquette is, Mike, as you know, the sports yeah. person on this show. Do you like is there an is etiquette this thing? Offensive? Considering they're on the floor they're the, where they're at, I don't think they bother anybody. There's so many timeouts at the end of an NBA game that I don't think it really matters. I think the problem is, like you said, they left this game that was exciting. And again, everybody saw them leave because they were courtside. But then they went in the back and they were doing things in the back, taking yeah. pictures yeah. and spots they're not supposed to be. <laughs> like, and by the way, it wasn't another Knicks game. They were trying to get tickets for the Rangers, Rangers game because yeah. it was uh, they're both at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And they basically, you know, that's their prerogative if they're like no we're not going to comp you tickets because you took advantage of us the last time and had a photo shoot when (laughs) you you most exciting game of the of the of the year people would have died to be there yeah yeah. and they are just there for a publicity like they're they don't really care but you know but they know that so i almost wonder if like they're grateful for the like on the other side they're grateful for the publicity that the story has generated for them I think so, but then they aren't really like they can buy tickets now, but apparently the paid tickets are super hard to get your hands on. Mm. Like the only way you can guarantee is to be comp So it seats. basically means they can't go. 
They can't go anymore yeah. because they can go, they've they been just banned. can't sit courtside where they are used to sitting. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Exactly. because let's be clear, it's an opportunity for them to, you know. It's, oh, that's exactly why they're there. For yeah. them to be seen. Yep. Yes. Um, and then I do love that this article shows them not watching the game, but on their phones. Um, Emily is showing Irina something on her phone and they're laughing, and Emily is drinking a mojito. It's like they could be anywhere on a yacht. Like, yeah. just, the environment doesn't matter, which just doubles down on this story. I guess if they wanted to try to convince some people who are willing to sell their seats, like apparently um, Spike Lee will sell his seats sometimes. He'll put those up for sale once How in a blue moon. How do you do it? Um, probably with when it comes to him... I would say it's not a public network, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you think, Mike? I think it's public, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times if you go, anytime you go to a sporting event, you can always just have the fun little exercise of going to the best seats possible that are available. Oh, yeah. And there's always seats available for like $12,000. So it's sure. always those people that have these season tickets. They have these mm-hmm. special seats with these special experiences. And it's a once yeah, in a lifetime it's not for just other the people. Seats. You also get to get like the chicken fingers. Yeah. Yeah, once in and a lifetime. The, it truly is for many, many people. And yeah. the, like, uh, you know, chocolate fountain, like whatever comes with all, you know, all the benefits you got. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate fountain. Well, they I roll it out. I went to a side. sports experience yeah. like that absolutely once in my life. And I yeah. literally was like, I'm this, the food is the best part. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, sure. I, I was on the floor of a basketball experience. and Oh, well, we'll have to hear about that sometime it, in no, the new year. It's really not that exciting. <laughs> In the new year. When we come back, though, on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, we're going to talk about Tom Cruise. Bye. (laughs) The Little Blind Spot. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. It's been a fun, just celebration-packed show. My joints hurt. They do? Just from all the sugar. I Oh yeah, does that make your joint hurt? Yeah, I've had a my lot of My teeth hurt, cookie. my joints hurt. My tongue is getting a sore on it because I've had too much sugar. You get sores on your tongue. I think so. I mean, you think that's weirder than saying your joints hurt from sugar? It's kind of weird, right? I mean, I think people get a little sore on their tongue. Anyway, I was just curious. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you about it. I get a you little want to show sore. Me sore. Mm-mm. Okay. Do you want to show me your joints? Yeah. Or I am. That's right now. not. Never mind. What? Your joint. <laughs> I said joints. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to make it as weird as you made <laughs> <Well>, it. <laughs> hold on. Wait. We got to talk about Tom Cruise's joint. 
No, and I'm God. not talking about okay. a song he made. <laughs> Are you smoking a joint? <laughs> you did just talk. Do you want to share that little insight? What do you mean? What? What you said during the break? Um, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. About your cookie exchange next year. Oh, yeah. Speaking of joints. I said, I'm going to do a cookie exchange, and I'm going to do CBD cookies. <laughs> so she's going to get everybody high. Nice. Please give me a heads up, because yeah, uh, you, you don't, don't want to join the list of Mike, yeah. who tried to get his uh, co-worker drunk. Oh, really? I yeah. tried to end. Do you oh, remember that's that story? Right. Yeah, that yeah. You, you almost gave him some liquor candies. <laughs> Little did I know that children on the package means it's got liquor in it in Mexico. I had no idea. No, it, I, I doubt that it actually did, but it was kind of funny because it yeah. had like the name drunk on it. <laughs> oh and we got a little gosh. confused. And so we just were extra careful. <laughs> Dawn, don't bring CBD cookies unless I'm not. you I, sometimes ask I have permission. To, yeah, I mean, the, it's not allowed at work. You can't bring something oh, you like can't that do to that. work. Is mm, it I don't think so. Now, um, yeah, but there's in our policy that we signed. No CBD it cookies. It said don't bring any marijuana it specifically says did you can't really? bring marijuana to work oh okay didn't yeah. say anything about alcohol candy did it because <clears throat> otherwise i need to go <laughs> to did. hr and i'm no, and here to tell you that they're expecting you there okay i would lie can you tell them that i would like insurance with a fitness reimbursement yeah when you're in crunch HR. crunch eat some more m&m <laughs> <laughs> she's like i really am trying to focus on my fitness oh my gosh it just means that i'll have to be in the gym longer today but that's okay um okay we have to get to tom cruise do we have to no we don't have to what do do. you want to talk about we do i'm just giving you crap uh we absolutely do and we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday so i wanted to talk about going on a date with tom cruise i would now like to take you on a date would you like to go if somebody said to you because I don't think it would be Tom Cruise. I think you'd get a call. Why not? Oh, you think it's from Well, because I don't think else. Tom Cruise sets up his own I thought date. you were saying he wouldn't go out with me. <laughs> he probably no. wouldn't. But Well, you're not a Scientologist, so that's, that's, true. that's uh, mistake number one. But you're also not a Scientologist, or you don't have a rich uh, Russian ex. Oh, I got so. Yeah, I don't. Um, and but I, if I did go out with them, well, and just, you're too tall. True for Tom. Yeah, Cruz because he wears lifts in his shoes. Um, the reason I'm saying, I'm also too tall for Chuck Norris, who also wears lifts in his shoes. Okay, mm-hmm. do you know that? I do know that because when I lived in Texas, Walker Texas Ranger was filming, and I auditioned for a part, and, and I didn't get it because I was too tall. Because wow. he won't stand next to a woman who's taller than him. Well, you don't want that job anyway. Not anymore. I mean, I was like twenty. Not with somebody who's going to be something. like that. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't mean you wanted to go on Walker, Texas Ranger right now. It's not even a show. You'd <laughs> be know. waiting a while. <laughs> I'm here for that audition. I did. I was like, an man, extra, that was 10 years but ago. I didn't get the part. I was wanted. it a speaking part? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up being just an extra, though. But I did <sighs> do scenes with him. Like, to his face. Really? But he had to look up at me, kind of. I wore the flattest shoes I had. And? I didn't get the part. Did he interact with you at all? Yeah. What did he say? I mean, he did the scene. Yeah. But, I mean, give me a vibe. Like, was it like, I, my uh, wheel He didn't chum around with me. the whale. You there, don't remember what the no, scene was? No, no, no. Okay. I don't. Uh, I know that it took place in a restaurant. Oh, like okay. a diner. So... 
Anyway, That's back to Tom Cruise. Well, I'm sorry, but you can't just talk about <laughs> an audition. I doing had with Chuck a, an audition with Chuck Norris and oh. expect that I'm just going to move along. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't have sent me on the audition anyway, because they Should've you known. have to have a height requirement of like below five six, I think, and I am not. So, but I just wanted the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Of course. All right. Well. Um, let us now go back to Tom Cruise. The reason I said that you would not be Tom Cruise's type, actually, I didn't say that that's what you heard. But to clarify, the reason we're talking about it is because he is going on dates. And in fact, we've talked about his new squeeze. Her name is Elsina Kerova. Mm. We don't really know who she is other than she's a Russian beauty with a very, very, very rich ex who's also a Russian oligarch. There's been some conversation in the blind items about why he might be flirting with Mother Russia. That said, the reason we're talking about him today is because not only are they hanging out, but apparently when it comes to dating Tom Cruise, he hired out an entire floor of a London restaurant because he can't just he can't just go to McDonald's oh on a date. Because everybody's gonna leer and be like, hey, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. So On Friday night, in an attempt to impress his new socialite lady, he uh, essentially rented out the entire floor of Novikov, which must be a Russian restaurant. Can we look that up? Novikov, London, a restaurant and bar. Uh, Yes. Uh, I have the, if you want to make a reservation, I have the number. They have Um, a wood-fired oven, so they probably have good flatbreads. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yep. An insider said Tom seemed very loved up. Okay. Would you like to describe for me what Tom Cruise being loved up looks like exactly? Um, he has turned his glowers on, as I call it. <laughs> his glowers? <laughs> like when a cat will go, ooh, you've got your glowers on. You know, a cat has their eyes really dilated and wide so they can take in mm. all the information and it glows back. So he maybe had an edible. Yeah, he has his glowers on. So he's trying to like take in her essence okay and also her soul well apparently that's what he was trying to do they were joined by his american security guard who stepped in when a member of staff asked for a picture she was dressed to the nines in a sparkly dress and a black fur coat tom was very generous and tipped the staff a hundred british pounds before they slipped out the side door into a waiting getaway car oh boy um I don't know if going on a date with Tom Cruise would be fun or terrifying. Like, equal parts, it seems like to me. I pictured, like, that they were in a large office building that had super high ceilings and windows out to the the city. And it was just one table in the middle of a stark, dark room with candles. With, like, a a tablecloth. And your, your heels go clack, 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 clack. And it takes forever and it's to get echo, there. Echo, echo, echo. Yeah. And then he never shows up, and, and it's just hear... a disembodied voice. And he's like, <laughs> "Thanks for joining me tonight." And she's like, "But why aren't you here?" Because until I've decided that you are the one for me, just I eat. cannot be in your presence. And then he watches her eat. Yeah. And then you can actually hear him on the outskirts of where the shadows are, and it's tink, 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 tink. <laughs> With these tiny little inserts, <laughs> yes. can I say this Novikov place looks very um, 
what's the word? Gimmicky? Not gimmicky, because I'm sure it's very nice. Yeah, but I'm reading have, the menu. They have like one of them Parmesan wheels where they like mix the pasta on the wheel. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that? Yeah, I sure have. And then they got the um, they got like those bamboo steamer things. Like it seems like it's kind of a international menu. It has Italian. It has Asian. It has. They got um, a wood fired pizza oven. Do they? Uh, according to this thing. Okay, so does my aunt outside at her house. Well, I don't think she's really going to play Post Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise. But still, I mean, yeah, and. <laughs> I wonder what they ate. Um, what do you think? I mean, well, on a date. Him, I'm I, sure it would be very, I, I just think the whole thing would be terrifying because t- you, like, what is, you don't know how to behave because like the whole time you're like, what is Tom Cruise going to eat? Like, I would just be so observational. I, it would be hard for me to be plugged into the moment. I wonder if he judges what she orders. Oh, I'm sure. Or maybe he orders for her. I'm sure. Sh- well, that actually is more move. apt. I would imagine that, like, he's there's only one thing on the menu. It's a menu he's already, like, decided, and you will just eat what you get. Yeah, he you know? sh- because... Because he can't be in the room with gluten. Oh. Or he can't be in the room with uh, any fish that has been farmed. Wouldn't it be... <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they just went to the bar? Because there's a bar food menu. What's the bar food menu? Uh, let's see here. Chicken fingers. No. Quail, egg, like and truffle gunkin. Sounds like barf food. Huh? Go ahead. Um, Quail, egg, and truffle gunkin. Did you, did you say chicken fingers? Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. I just said quail it. Quail, egg. Open. Yeah, quail, egg, and truffle gunkin. What the heck is a gunkin? It's premium sushi. Um, how about, may I interest you in a signature dish of king crab leg wasabi cream? That is 95 pounds. Peking duck with pancakes, 85 <laughs> pounds. Who? Wa- That's a weird combination. You don't want a duck peeking at your pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. You're welcome. It's the end of the show, and we've had a lot of sugar. How about Wagyu tacos? Yeah, that just sounds like they're trying real hard. Yeah, lamb cutlets. Hmm? Tuna tacos. Okay, these all sound like euphemisms. <laughs> lamb cutlets, tuna tacos, mm-hmm. and what was it? Um, Wagyu tacos. No, the other one, peeking at your duck pancakes. Peking <laughs> duck with pancakes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would be intimidated. What? What? This is just the bar. This is the lounge menu. I don't understand what gunkin is. Well, um, that must be a Japanese word, gunkang. Gunkang. Because it's sushi. It's on their sushi menu. Mm-hmm. What is gunkang? Um, I could spell it for you. <laughs> In gunkang, pronounced gunkang, means war boat. Oh, that's the that's the big sushi boat. Oh. Oh, yeah. And then maybe they light it on fire. Those are my favorite kinds. Oh, Gunkan Sushi is a popular oval-shaped sushi dish found in sushi restaurants. Okay. Okay. Not on the street? In sushi restaurants. Yeah, no I don't kidding. think, yeah. <laughs> Where else would it be? That's true. Yeah. I was like, I don't think you're eating At sushi In-N-Out on the street. Burger. Yeah. How about crispy salmon cheese? The- cheese? This is one of their sushi rolls. Crispy salmon cheese. Anyway. All right. Well. Um, intimidating. Yes. I am super curious. If we Maybe we should call and see what they ordered. They wouldn't. 
I mean, is that a breach of contract? Do they have to sign an NDA? It's not like they're giving away health information. I mean, yeah, just tell us what they have. Yeah. Uh, I, for my, uh, I would like the off the dim sum menu. Mm-hmm. I would like the king crab. Okay. And the spicy spicy prawn money bags. What? Again, doesn't that sound like a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. Look at hey, my spicy prawn money I bags. Ordered, what if he, she sat down and he was like, I ordered you the spicy prawn money bags. Hey. And she'd be like, I bet you did. Uh-huh. And he said, maybe later I can Peking duck your pancakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. We got to go. We got to go. He has to play a game with us. Mike and we're wants excited. to play a game. And yeah. so do we. Corn cob is also on their menu for $18. Oh, my. Corn cob. That's all it says. Welcome back to the show. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk 1071. Well, we've talked about everything from Princess Diana's dresses to hankering for a hunk of cheese guy. Hankering for a hunk of cheese. We sampled cookie exchange cookies Cookies. today. Yes. And now we're going to play a game with Mike. Time now to play along. It's Here's your host, Mike Ganger. It is that time to play a little game, show roulette. Uh, Let's figure out what we're going to play here today by spinning the wheel. Okay, I'm not going to spin the wheel actually today, because as I told you yesterday, we're all going to have, we're going to have a theme this week. Ooh, I like themes. Leading up to the holidays, it's all going to have a bit of a uh, Christmas vibe to it, so I already know what we're going to play. We're going to play this. And more specifically than Price is Right, we are going to be playing... Yay! But more specifically than the Yodel Cliffhanger <laughs> game, we are going to be introduced to Mary Schneider. Do the two of you know who Mary Schneider is? Of course. I went to school with her. She mm-hmm. is the 91-year-old Australian queen of yodeling. She is yodeling How jingle bells. Not know her. She's ninety one. She's ninety. Well, I don't think she's ninety one currently when she's yodeling that you're listening to now, but she's ninety one now. She's so good. Yeah, that yeah. Is, takes a lot of skill. She was actually. Uh, she is uh, in Australia. She's in the Order of what's it called? Order of Australia, where like Queen the Queen has basically said you're like one of the greatest people in Australia. Oh, that's, that's cool. Aww. Yeah, she's in that order. So she is uh, known for her. Oh, and she we sings a little bit too. There she is. So uh, obviously we can't just have the normal yodel sound guy when yeah, we're playing the uh, cliffhanger game. So it. we're gonna have you know, she, we're gonna have her take over with little jingle bells. So you guys know how cliffhanger works. You got twenty five dollars to work with. Uh, the cliffhanger guy is gonna work his way up to the top. If he gets over the top and falls, you lose. Whoever has uh, the most money remaining is gonna be our winner today. You each got uh, a list of prizes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna flip a coin here. It's a Tuesday, Bradley. You call it heads or tails? Tails. Uh, it is flipping. It is flipping. It's heads. Dawn, would you like to play game one or game two? You can see them both right there. Oh, um, I will play one. All right. You're going to play one. Well, we will get started right away with you and your first item. Now, remember, these items will go up in value as uh, we play along. Your first item is uh, just a sign for your bathroom that says he sees you when you're pooping. 
Again, these are all Christmas themes. We're talking about Santa Claus. Oh. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He yeah. also sees you while you're pooping. Oh, that's when cute. Uh, so that's your first item. Your second item is a ladder that sits next to your Christmas tree with a Santa that literally climbs the ladder. He climbs up it and he climbs back down it. Oh, cute. It's also cute. Is it mechanical? It is mechanical. Okay. Yep, yep. And then finally, you've got uh, one of those light display things where it's like a... I don't know. Well, let me see what it's officially called. Light projector, of course. It's an outdoor light projector that'll uh, be waterproof. It's remote control. It changes colors and it adds some uh, color to your house. Oh. I see. Okay, now I finally got the pictures. Oh, okay. They just they came just through. Came oh, through. So I was Those... a little like, oh. Those are your pictures, okay. Bradley. You, on the other hand, you've got uh, three items you're going to be up for or up to uh, try to figure out the value of, including some elf towels from the movie Elf, Buddy the Elf. It says you sit on a throne of lies. For your bathroom, I mean, and it says, <laughs> "Hey, have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous." Love it. Of course, he's used to the little ones. Uh, your next item is that uh, stormtrooper snow globe. Ooh, I actually like that. The snow globe with a stormtrooper decorating his Christmas tree. You shake it, and of course, it snows. And then finally, you got a six foot tall Santa riding a T Rex. Why do I feel like you want this, Mike? I would love that. Yeah. It's an inflatable T Rex with Santa riding on his back. Um, six feet tall. Yeah. All right, so how we start, you guys know how it works. We're playing a little uh, yodeler game, a little cliffhanger game. Dawn, I need you to bid on that first item. How much do you think that little sign, the funny decoration that hmm. says, I see you, or he sees you when you're pooping? Um, how much do you think see. that goes for? I would say $13. $13. Is that item $13? It is not. So, uh, Mary, how'd you do? Really well. You only missed it by uh, one. What? That's awesome. Great job. Oh, my god! That was $14. Wow. That first item for you was $14. So fantastic guess there with 13 mm-hmm. Uh Bradley, we go over to you. How about Buddy the Elf Christmas Towels? Christmas Towels. And these are Amazon-y. These are all Amazon products. So these are yep. uh, reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to say them towels are going to set you back for... Oh, what do I want to say? I think because you know you, you got to pay a licensing deal for yep. these oh, things. Oh, for God's sake! So probably I don't know what am I going to. We're say? a little pressed on time, Stop so it. I need I need to guess. Rush from me you. if you rush me, I'm going to take longer. Sixteen. Sixteen <laughs> is that item right there? Sixteen dollars. Probably overbid. That's exactly sixteen dollars. Well done! Yeah. Wow! I didn't even give the old lady a chance you to yodel. Come on you didn't now. Give the old lady a chance to yodel. Okay. All right, uh, Don. We go back over to you. Your second item there is that Santa Claus that climbs up and down his ladder. That's it's like your Christmas tree. Okay. How much do you think that climbing ladder Santa Claus goes for? I'm going to say $32. $32. Is that 32 bucks? It is not. Mary, how'd she do? We're up to five. Five? Uh-oh. Oh, it's still going. Oh. You're getting up to ten. Oh, you're going to stop right there at 11. So you were off by 10 bucks on and that one. lower or higher? Uh, Lower. It's only $22. Okay. As I say, whenever you think it's uh, way more it expensive than it is, you guys should probably uh, you should make lower. that purchase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I'm saying you should buy it if you think it's that cheap. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah, I don't want that crap in my house. Oh, okay. God, I think it looks lovely. <laughs> um, we'll move over to you. Hopefully you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move over to you, Bradley. You got that Stormtrooper uh, snow globe. What are your thoughts? I'm going to say, oh, see, this is a hard thing because, again, it's a got Star licensing Wars thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a licensing. I'm going to say that's probably $25, $24, please. $24. Uh, is it $24? Uh, it is not. Uh, Mary? Uh, 
Uh, oh, she's going to stop right there oh, before you God. got to five. Actually, Thank you're only God. off by four dollars. Oh, higher or lower? Uh, low, uh, higher. Twenty eight bucks is how much that snow globe was. Okay. All right. Okay. The final two. We got just a couple of minutes here. Do these uh, go higher in price? I want to know. Yes, they'll yeah. go higher okay. all the way up. And we're going to have Bradley. Actually, no, Don. You should. Uh, you should go yeah, first. Because I'm the loser here. Well, no, we'll see. You're going to go first. And again, you've got the. Uh, the projector. It's got multicolored lights. It can uh, bring some color to your house. How about that uh, projector? Hmm. I would say this is a, I'm going to say $32 again. 30, Maybe my instincts were wrong about the last one. $32 again. Is $32 right? It is not. Here she goes. All right. You are approaching uh, 15. You're passing 15. You're getting to 20. What? Oh boy, you're gonna stop right there at 20. Okay, you stopped uh, at 21. You're four away from falling over the edge. Bradley, that means you just need to come within $17 on your next item. You can do it. You've got that inflatable dinosaur with LED blow up uh, lights. It's got Santa on it. What's your thoughts? How much? I'm gonna say that's $54. $54. If you're closer than 17, you're gonna be our winner today. Is that. $54. $54. It's not. Mary, how far off was he? Uh, you're approaching 10. You're going to stop there. You're only off by a couple yes! bucks. You're the winner today. Okay. Do I win all the prizes? You win all the prizes. Uh-oh. And Don, unfortunately, somebody's got to go over the edge. you got to go to jail. Uh, there she goes. Uh-oh. Bye, Don. I didn't go over the edge. I well, just The loser didn't goes win. over the edge every yeah, time. You. you just have to. It's Mike, fine. That's how our game works. <laughs> I need somebody to go over the edge every time. Okay. So there you go. Congratulations. Wow, great job, Mike. That was a super fun one. Great job. Um, you too. I, I appreciate. I think this was just Mike's way of sending us the gifts that he wants for Christmas. <laughs> and to very merry on the show. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for that wonderful game. Dawn will be back tomorrow with more holiday cheer and hopefully less cookies in our future up next Lori and Julia right here on my talk